Hey guys, welcome to Life Kitchen. This is a podcast about finding purpose and meaning while dealing with life's biggest struggles. I'm Jason Lowe, a musician, graphic designer, ex-pastor, father of four daughters, and I've struggled with severe anxiety and depression for the last six years. If you're going through a midlife crisis and you need to find your way, this might just be the podcast for you. I will cover a wide range of topics, including how to find purpose in life, awakening your true potential, practical approaches to improving your life, and a lot more. We'll feature interviews with people who bring value to your life. Join us in the kitchen. All of the music in this podcast is produced by a friend of mine named Carl Hott. I would tell you to go check him out online, but he doesn't have his stuff up online yet. He will soon, however, and when he does, I will post a link and let you know where to find him. Uh, He's going to blow up the beat-making world. Um, Give Carl a listen here. Check it out. So being a dad is one of the greatest joys of my life, but um, I'll tell you what, it's also one of the hardest things I've ever had to learn to do. Um, From the moment I was handed our first child, my life just completely changed. I remember um, the, the doctor let me stand up and see him basically yank my first child out of my wife and uh he just like we, it was kind of weird anyways because we were friends outside of this uh we we played music together uh, i'm talking about my wife's OBGYN here and uh <laughs> so we'd play music together and all this kind of stuff we were friends anytime we'd have an appointment we would talk about um music and stuff while he's examining my wife i'm sure she's probably gonna love me sharing that but um yeah, when I got to stand up and see him pull my daughter out, it was the craziest sensation ever because at that moment, like even though I was a dad before, uh, at that moment, it became real. And I heard that little baby start crying. And uh, man, it was so crazy. I, I, I can relive it anytime I want. I just remember it so vividly. Um, I looked at her and I just, I remember crying immediately. It was like, wow, I'm, I'm a dad now. I'm a dad. Um, I immediately stopped being whoever I was and I embarked on this crazy journey called fatherhood. Um, when my oldest was born, uh, my wife and I had just moved back to my hometown, uh, to start my graphic design business. And, uh, since I was freelancing, I stayed at home with the baby and, uh, my wife worked at a daycare, um, I'm not really sure why we felt the need to work two jobs at this point because uh, life was sort of cheap back then, uh, considering what it is now with four kids and a dog and a cat. Um, life was life was easy back then, but yeah, she worked she worked full time, and I got to to uh, design stuff and uh, try to get clients and all that. And uh, so I I kind of dove headfirst into changing diapers and making bottles and. Um, it was, uh, it was fun for a little while. Eh, it's still fun sometimes, but not every night, no. Um, I was so busy trying to be a good dad and build a business. Uh, we had we had just been married like a year at this point, and so there was also a new marriage to deal with, you know, to maintain. 
Um, there was always something vying for my attention. Every 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 time I uh, could turn around, like there was something else for me to do. And this was only with one kid. Um, so in this podcast, we're to, we're going to talk about uh, a few times where I've failed <laughs> as a dad. And uh, maybe you can learn from my failure. Maybe you can learn something that will help you uh, to just, I don't know, maybe see something in yourself that you can change. One time in particular I can think of uh, <laughs> that I really, really messed up, man. We were in the second year of our marriage. We had just brought home this brand new baby. And uh, I guess by this point that it happened, it was she was probably a few months old. Uh, but she was still, you know, fairly immobile, fairly immobile. She would lay on her back and, and kind of roll around a little bit. And uh, so I had her at home. I was uh, working on some design work and stuff. Uh, she needed a new diaper, got her a new diaper. It was all great. I think I got her a bottle and stuff. Everything was good. And um, I think I heard the mail or like the, the mail lady came or something like that. And so I thought, oh, well, this is a perfect time to go get the mail. Um, so I ran out and got the mail and didn't even think about it. But when I ran out, I slammed the door and this door locks every time it slams. And uh, I think we hadn't lived there very long at this point. Um, so I just, I wasn't used to, you know, making sure that it was propped open. Um, but yeah, I locked myself out of the house and didn't have any shoes on. Um, the baby was in our bedroom on the bed, which was elevated, you know, from the ground, a good, a good, I don't know, a couple feet at least. Um, couldn't get into the house. Every window was locked. Uh, so basically I just, I hoofed it <laughs> to, uh, I hoofed it to my wife's work, which luckily was only about five blocks away. I think about five blocks away. And, uh, ran in as fast as I could and she was freaking out like she what what's going on I need the keys to the house because I locked I locked our girl in you know I told her the situation and I think she just kind of laughed uh she, you know and she probably thought yeah that's that's pretty typical um but you know luckily got back home got her out it was all good no problem uh, she was crying like like pretty bad when I got there. I felt horrible. I felt like I was so oh man, I still feel bad to this day. Um, but you know, she doesn't remember it, so it's all. Sometimes I suck at being a dad. That's just a fact. It's probably a fact for you too, if you're even slightly honest with yourself. The uh, the road to fatherhood is littered with the wreckage of those who have gone on before us. We can plainly see where many generations that have come before us have failed, and yet we make the exact same mistakes that our fathers did. We essentially become our fathers. But here's the good news. You don't have to be like your father if you don't want to. If you have a great father and your relationship with him is good and your kids are really good with you and you know everything is awesome and just turn this podcast off because uh, we don't have any room for your per your uh, perfection around here. Uh, but if your dad was a big, fat, huge jerk, <laughs> first of all, I'm really sorry. Um, I know that some of you probably carry weights to this day that originate from something that your father did. 
Um, but you don't have to also be a big, fat, huge jerk. You can be something greater than that. You have inside of you what it takes to be an amazing dad. Quit blaming your past. Quit blaming dad. Quit blaming anyone or anything and start doing what it takes to be the best dad in the world. You can do this. You really can. You can do this. You can be the best dad ever. You don't have to compare yourself to your next door neighbor who drives the Hummer or whatever. Whoever, you know, you don't have to compare yourself to your father-in-law who has the Olympic-sized swimming pool in his backyard and you feel like you have to compete. Don't compete, man. Just be the best dad. Just hang out with your kids, love them, treat them with respect, and just be the best dad. You can do this. So uh, our six-year-old broke her arm (laughs) recently. It was actually on my wife's birthday. I was helping my wife uh, dye her hair, actually, in the upstairs bathroom. And I had these gloves on. It was, you know, dyeing her hair. And we hear this just blood-curdling scream come from the basement. And so I run down to the basement with, you know, hair dye on my hands and find this sweet little beautiful little girl uh, lying on the floor with her arm, you know, all turned the, the wrong way and stuff. Ugh. Um, yeah, and it really freaked me out. It was our first broken bone. Uh, first time I had ever been in charge of a situation like that, to be honest with you. Uh, in my 35 years, I've never had to escort someone with a broken bone to the hospital. Um I've done it, you know, I broke my ankle in high school, but that was nothing compared to seeing my sweet little girl um, have to, yeah, it was, oh man, I don't even want to think about it. But she broke her arm because she fell off of a chair and she landed, you know, backwards and broke right at the elbow. And I feel somewhat responsible for this um, because... I wasn't paying attention to her. And even though it's something that she's done a hundred times, and even though I've told her not to, she'll probably do it a hundred more. Um, this, this sweet little thing got hurt and I wasn't there to, to make sure that she didn't get hurt. Um, so I felt bad for a while about not being able to pay attention to her. With four daughters running around, uh, and let's be honest, mostly naked, um, it's become difficult to manage the level of attention that I can give to each one. They all want, well, no, they all demand my attention at all times. Uh, the geniuses over at uh, Oxford Dictionaries, who have way too much time on their hands, have ranked the top 10 nouns that are spoken the most in the world. Now, pays to note that 84 of the top 100 words are words like of, and, the, and a. Uh, So here are the top 10 nouns that are spoken most in the entire world, all right? Obviously in English. Uh, We've got time, person, year, way, day, thing, man, world, life, and hand, all right? That's, those are the top 10 words most spoken in the world. Um, 
So with four daughters vying for my eyeball time, what's the word that I hear the most often? It's look. Look at this, daddy. Look at me, daddy. Look at this painting, daddy. Look at me, daddy. They don't do it to be annoying or to compete with each other or to get on my nerves. They they just really want my attention. It goes past a desire for someone to just look at them. They crave my attention and my approval. Listen, dads, it's really hard to give your children the time that they deserve. You're I mean, you're busy trying to make their lives better by working hard. Maybe maybe you're working long hours. But maybe you're bringing your work home with you when you shouldn't. Maybe Louise in accounting did that thing again where she brings tiki masala for lunch and then you have to sit by her and smell her for the next five freaking hours. You're stressed. We get it. But do you get it? Do you understand that the days turn into weeks The weeks turn into months, and then one day you wake up and you wonder why no one's at the nursing home visiting you. I know that's blunt, but it's the truth for millions of people in the world today. Dads, pay attention to your babies. Someday they may not give you a second thought, so have a positive influence while you can. Spend every moment cherishing everything every little twirl, every half cartwheel, every brown watercolor painting of a unicorn. These days are fading fast, guys. We need to make the most of it. So I used to be a worship pastor. Uh, I just led worship, and uh, I think it was a really great, a great service, too. Like, Which means that everybody sang well, and... <laughs> The band played well and stuff, you know. That's what a good service is for me, for a worship pastor. Um, and so I was feeling pretty, pretty good, pretty confident, pretty cool. And I remember I had, uh, I think she was like, she must have been three years old at the time. Yeah, that's about right. She was probably three. Uh, I had her in my arms, and we were outside walking to the car, think talking about where we're going to go eat. And I kind of had her up in the air. And somehow I just dropped her behind behind my back. So it wasn't like I could just reach out and catch her. And time stopped, you know, did the whole thing where time just stopped. And I think I barely caught her in time to keep her head from hitting the pavement. But somehow in the process, like I twisted my back and I think I might have even broke one of my ribs, you know, like this was just a horrible situation where I should have been more careful. I felt really bad about it. And she was, you know, obviously just shaking. She was crying and mommy had to come to the rescue and daddy was a big idiot. And don't you ever do that again. Now, this was what I was pretty much telling myself. I've always been pretty strong. Um, I lifted weights from sixth grade until a little way into college. Um, I played basketball and football and, um, I would always see other dads tossing their kids around. So likewise, I did the same. (laughs) I mean, I, I thought it was hilarious and everybody, including the kids loved it. When I, uh, uh, when I dropped Charlie, however, it really kind of woke me up a bit. Um, 
like I might not be the strongest guy in the world after all. My obsession over Superman in my younger years caused me to take on a bit of his bravado. If I'm not the strongest man in the world, I can't protect my kids. So, of course, I have to be the strongest man in the world. And I've secretly dealt with the fact that I'm not for many years. And uh, let's be honest, I still do. My family is the most important thing in the world to me. And I have no idea how to do any variation of karate. I'm ill-prepared in the case of a national crisis of any kind. I am not the strongest guy in the world anymore. Maybe you feel pretty weak sometimes too. Maybe you feel like your shortfalls and weaknesses make you a crappy dad. I totally understand that feeling. Um, One way I've overcome that feeling of inadequacy as a dad has been to talk about it openly with my girls. Even though they're pretty young right now, they fully understand and can grasp the full gamut of the emotional spectrum. Have you ever seen four girls having an emotional chat? It's, it's almost like they're telepathic. One will start crying, and within seconds, it's like spread across the whole room. By talking with them about how I'm feeling and asking for their feedback on how I can improve, I am making them a part of the process. And as cheesy as it sounds... Everyone likes to be included. (laughs) Don't forget that, guys. If you have daughters, if you have sons, whatever it is, that line of communication has to be open. You've got to be able to share with them openly about how you feel as well. I remember one time I was in the uh, backyard of a house that we were at, and I was shooting fireworks. It was close to the 4th of July. And my wife came out with our oldest daughter, And at this point, our oldest daughter was uh, a little over a year old. And I thought, hey, this is a perfect time to show her some fireworks. This is great. She's going to love it. So, um, yeah, not a great time, really, because uh, (laughs) we had this huge tree in the backyard. Let me back up a little bit. My wife said, hey, don't go go shooting those fireworks while we're out here because you're going to hit us and you're going to hurt the baby. And I thought, oh, come on, lady. Like, do you know I'm from Arkansas? I used to shoot bottle rockets like every day of the year because I bought so many on the 4th. I could shoot them every day. Come on. I'm a bottle rocket. <laughs> I'm a bottle rocket champion. And she says, I don't care what kind of champion you are. Don't shoot those bottle rockets while we're out here. And just like, you know, just like the punchline to a joke, I think I even said, oh, come on, you got to be kidding me. And she told me a third time, okay, don't shoot them while we're out here. Yeah, what did I do? Lit one and threw it up in the air. And um, really, it, honestly, it was a, it was a miracle that it happened the way that it did. I threw it up in the air in a totally opposite direction. And, uh, yeah, it came (laughs) just like a a rocket straight out of the heavens. It came and hit my little baby girl right in the face and just exploded like feet from her face after it bounced off of her. And once again, yeah, daddy was the idiot. (laughs) Yeah, every time I think about that story, it makes me laugh. 
But it also makes me shiver a little bit because, man, I was really close to really hurting something that I love. And uh, that was a mistake that I was just fortunate enough to have avoided the consequences. My wife's a lot smarter than I like to admit. She's been right in situations where I would have bet a lot of money otherwise. She has a smirk when she's bested me, almost as if she's enjoyed proving me wrong, which I know she has. When I hit our our little baby with that uh, bottle rocket, there was no smirk. (laughs) No smirk at all. My wife and I have been through a lot in the last 10 years of our marriage. We had kids early and on purpose. Uh, We didn't want to be too old by the time they flew the coop. She's nursed me through crippling anxiety attacks that had me gasping on the floor. And she's coached me through suicidal days where she had to say goodbye to me on the phone, not knowing if she'd ever see me alive again. She's had to endure a lot of painful situations relating to my past jobs and like having to move all over the country in search of my, my calling. I take out a lot of my stress on her and it's not what she deserves. Um, the piece of advice I'm about to give you is something that I'm really doing a horrible job at right now. And this is something that I'm, I'm consciously trying to make better. Um, your kids are watching the way that you treat their mother. If you're still married to her, you need to love her dearly. And honestly, I would say if you're not still married to her, you need to have some kind of love level for her. Um, in order to keep that sort of uh, mentality toward her, you need to have a love for her. Um, doesn't have to be, you know, something weird, but if you know, if they're the mother to your kids, you need to have some kind of respect at least. And I think respect goes along with love. So, and we should love everybody, anyways. Um, but treat her with respect and give her a life that she deserves. Uh, Maybe your situation doesn't allow you to give love or respect to their mother. I get it. But no matter the specifics, you should make every interaction count. Teach your sons to respect women and teach your daughters to respect men. And notice here, I didn't say something like, teach your daughters to be respected. I mean, yes, please teach your daughters to expect nothing less than full respect and love from their future partner. But at the same time, you need to teach your daughters to respect a boy's feelings and a boy's emotions. Just like there are relationships in which the boy is abusive to the girl, there are relationships in which the girl abuses the boy or treats him like trash because she can. No matter the gender of your child, model and teach them to respect their fellow man and let it start with how you treat their mother. All right, so here are five quick ways that you can improve toward being a better dad. Number one, you need to listen to your kids. Uh, Try to go beyond, like, how's school? Um, Listen to how they communicate. Listen to how they talk to each other. And just try try to find ways to insert yourself when you can. But most of all, listen to them be there for them. Um, don't, don't always try to guide them. That, that gets old. Number two, uh, be emotional. Don't be afraid to cry in front of them. 
They need to know that their daddy is a human and has feelings. Trust me on this. This will do wonders for your relationship with your children. Uh, number three, uh, cook for your family. Um, you guys, I'm going to, I'm going to do a shameless plug here. Go to Instagram and check out daddy cooks. That is my Instagram account. And, um, I gotta say I'm a pretty good cook. Uh, I love cooking for my family. It's one of the best ways that I've ever had to connect with them and learn about them and learn their, their tastes and what they like. And, uh, my oldest daughter has learned to cook and she's actually doing quite well. So, uh, you might see an Instagram account for JB gamer 55 pretty soon. Who knows? Number four is get out into nature with your family. Uh, I'm, I'm that weird guy that believes that, uh, there are some good vibrations out in nature. When you, when you go out and hang out amongst the trees and all the greenery and stuff that's living and breathing, um, you're sharing your, your vibration with them. You're sharing your life with them and, um, them being, you know, the forest and whatever lives in the forest. Um, I think that's a good thing for all humans to do. Um, we came from the earth and we'll go back to the earth when we die. Um, so we might as well enjoy the earth while we're on it. I think that doing that with your family is one of the best ways you can connect with them. Um, probably because there's not, you know, iPads and Xboxes and stuff out in nature. Uh, number five, give yourself a break. I, this is probably the most important thing for any of you who are listening. Give yourself a break. I have never met a father who doesn't make mistakes. Period. Um, the best father in the entire world will tell you that they've made a ton of mistakes. Um, I know that I have, and you probably have too. And uh, otherwise, you wouldn't have gotten this far in the podcast. I hope that you learned something valuable today. And I hope that uh, there's something that I said that can maybe help you uh, just be a little more self-aware and realize that you are a huge impact on your children's future. You have a huge role to play in uh, who they become. And therefore, you have a huge role to play in uh, you know, the future of our planet. The future of the earth um, you know our children are going to be the next ones that take care of it uh, if we don't teach them to uh, to love each other obviously to to be respectful of each other and to care about each other's feelings and yeah they got to be strong and they shouldn't be snowflakes obviously that's that's all true of course stand up for yourself kid but at the same time learn how to help somebody else stand up to you and I think that's how we make a better world. Thank you so much for tuning into Life Kitchen. I'm really honored that you let me speak into your life. And I hope that you get something valuable out of this content, something that you can use, and something that you can immediately plug into your life and make it 10 times better. If you would like to contact me, my email address is yourlifekitchen at gmail.com. This is Jason Lowe, and thanks for tuning into Life Kitchen, recipes for a better life.